Welcome home. I'm John Hernandez, and you have tuned in to the CFA Church Podcast. If you have any questions about CFA Church, feel free to visit us at cfachurch.com. We pray that you would walk away from this moment loving Jesus and changing the world. Enjoy the podcast. Amazing. Could you pause for a moment just to reflect on that time when you said yes to Jesus? Can you pause for a moment and prophesy what God is going to do through your lives this coming year and just what God's going to do in your families and when these little squirrelies that show up in our classrooms, we're going to turn them from turkeys into eagles that are going to soar in the kingdom of God. Can we believe that together? We're going to talk today about pause. Pause for impact. That's the theme of CFA Academy for this coming year. We invite you to check us out. Go to the booth out there, grab some pamphlets, check us out. There's still room for you. All our teachers are happy because the kids haven't gotten here yet, and so you can see them. You get a chance, men, uh, stop by the booth, pick up a ticket. We're going to have a great men's breakfast in a couple weeks. But today, would you, would you take a, a moment just to make a pit stop? Maybe there's a kid in your neighborhood. Maybe there's a grandkid. Maybe there's just somebody that you're saying has been asking about CFA Academy, and maybe you can grab something and tell them about it. What does it mean to pause? What does it mean to take a time out? Pause is a, is a temporary stop to linger for a time. A temporary inaction. I remember when I first came to, to uh, Concord and, and, and I was, had my windows down and I was over by where Dunkin' Donuts is and, and, and I smelt, those senses get, you, get your mind going, I smelt Philip Morris. <laughs> and, and, then, and, then, and then with the same kind of, kind, kind of wave that came through, I, I took a hit, a sniff, of S&D coffee. And the blend reminded me of my father's breath. I told you what my father said one day. I said, Dad, your breath's nasty. He goes, hey, kid, bad breath's better than no breath at all. What, what happens when we take a pit stop to consider just maybe the traffic of life has got you overwhelmed. My challenge to you is to take a 30-second timeout. Take a full timeout. Just take a pit stop to consider the marvels of this God and the miraculous way that he can help us to recalibrate to make a difference in this kingdom work. God is a good God. A temporary inaction. You know, my wife, she's just on things. I mean, you know, I mean, she picks things up. I mean, she put, you know, the minute my underwear, I mean, boom, in the wash. I mean, I, can, I leave them on a doorknob because I got three, four more uses out of them. <laughs> but, but here's what happens. I wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. I come back, the bed's made. I mean, it's that, boom, it's that quick. And at my age, that happens four or five times. You know what I mean? So, so pauses. What does it mean to pause? We're so busy. We're so nuts. All of us have 86,400 seconds in every day. All of us have the same. And we just hustle through those sometimes without just pausing to consider, pausing to pray, pausing to see. When's the last time you looked at your kid as, as a gift from God? 
and not some squirrely that messed up your refrigerator. When's the last time you just took a gander out the back window and saw the marvels of his creation? I'm not getting flaky here. I'm saying sometimes we just need to recalibrate. Speaking of flaky, I made a pit stop this week to Starbucks. Early in the morning, teachers here. I'm going to get my black cup of coffee and roll. I get behind somebody that is asking questions to a rookie who is so excited about their new job. They're talking about almond milk and or coconut milk. And they're making a major decision in life here while I want a cup of black coffee. <laughs> so after they get done, I step up to line and I'm getting ready to order. And she said, sir, would you like coffee today? I said, I'm getting there. Would you like some almond milk? Some coconut milk? It's frothy. What, what's frothy? <laughs> Sweetheart, I, I want a black cup of coffee. Then I made the mistake of calling it a medium. <laughs> I said, I want a medium black coffee. Oh, sir. Pop, 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 pop. Three cups. She's going to give me a lesson. On a tall, a grande, or a venti. I said, sweetheart, take the one in the middle. Turn around and fill it up with black coffee. So she turns around, goes to the cup. Then she realizes. There are three choices. She turns around and I'm like, Shh. surprise me. She comes back and she says, black coffee, no almond milk or coconut milk. What I wanted to say, sweetheart, the only almond and coconut I want is an almond joy bar. <laughs> because sometimes I feel like a nut. And sometimes I don't. Just pause for a minute. Just get me a black coffee. I don't care what you call Surpr Take any size cup you want. Put it in my hands. What does it mean to just take a moment to consider and to see around, to have peripheral vision on what is the hand of God. You know, my, my kids, you know how much I love my grandkids. Well, look at this picture of Macy and little Elsie. Well, I, we get those pictures all the time. That's why phones are great, right? You get pictures of your kids and everything, you know. But the final product takes some work, doesn't it? 
So what happens is there's multiple pitchers. There were pauses. There were pit stops. There were temporary inactions of previous pitchers to get to this one. Look, look where they started. We are legion. You know what I mean? It just... Poor Elsie is like, send me back, send me back. You know, in college basketball and in high school basketball specifically, there are timeouts. There's three 60-second timeouts. There's, there's two 30-second timeouts. And a coach uses them to create momentum, to break momentum, to establish a game plan. And just, just look at this. Somebody should have called a timeout. <laughs> a wife should have tackled their husband as a coach and said, call timeout, honey. I mean, I, are you kidding me? So life sometimes expedites, blows, goes, and we're, we, 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 we get overwhelmed. For you and me to come to a place where we will push the pause button, to recalibrate. Listen, just because the circumstances are overwhelming doesn't mean our God can't trump it. Doesn't mean that Jesus doesn't have it. You're a somebody in God's kingdom. The devil wants to tell everybody there's nobodies. No, he's in the business of turning nobodies into somebodies that are going to make a difference in God's kingdom. And teachers, you're about to encroach upon a time as you prepare when a bunch of squirrelies are going to step in. The parents are going to be in revival. The teachers are just, you know, it's, just, it's amazing to me, the teachers. You know, in the beginning, they're so excited. They're singing in their rooms. The rooms smell fresh. No B.O., no byproducts. And, I mean, it's just everything smells good. Everybody's happy. The teachers are smiling. In about 10 days, I make a walk around, and I find two or three praying and, and about four or five in the corner. <laughs> and they're practicing. Would you like fries with that? Would you like fries? Because they're about to launch into a new career because they didn't sign up for this. I'm here to tell you, let's pause. It's a divine appointment. God has set you in place. He's brought you to a place where you are a difference maker. You are world changers. Parents, you got a kid in your household that's going to be a flaming evangelist for the kingdom of God. And just because he messes things up a little bit doesn't disqualify him. Just think where you came from. Pause to remember. I'm here to tell you, if... if if I can get saved, anybody can get saved. And I'm pretty sure I'm saved. Chris? I love what God's word says about being still and knowing that I am God. That's the focus verse. Charles Swindle says it this way, noise and words and frenzied, hectic schedules dull our senses closing our ears to his still, small voice and making us numb to his touch. A timeout brings perspective. A timeout takes a step back. When you push the pause button, you're telling the devil and his imps, timeout. 
enter Jesus. Because, listen, sometimes everything that glitters is in gold. Give me a break. When you got married, I remember my father. My father gave me a lecture one time about like this when I was getting married. He said, here's the bottom line. And we're driving down the road, and he says, hey, kid, so you, you're married. Yeah. So you can't come home anymore without your wife, without Kristen. I said, well, why would I? <laughs> Wait. I said, what? He says, hey, you ever see your mother in the morning? I wake up to that every day. But I made a commitment at an altar in front of Father Bartolucci, whose brother was Guido. And then we had you guys. And we stayed together through thick and thin because of that commitment and because of who you guys are. So you stick with it. Took me a few years to get over what my mother looked like in the morning. <laughs> but there was a commitment factor. There was a pause. It wasn't pretty. But I'm telling you, there might have been a lot of things messed up in my household. But my mom and dad stuck together. My mom and dad loved us. My mom and dad practiced sticking together and staying and believing in us. And I'm so grateful for that today. Understand that the decisions and the disciplines that we make affect our character and impact our destiny. We have to decide. It's imperative. Pushing the pause button is an imperative decision and an imperative discipline. We've got to, listen, there's somebody has just got to take a time out. Somebody has just, there's somebody in this room that you're just running in overdrive. I'm here to tell you, don't quit. Just push the pause button. Don't turn the TV off. Just push the pause button. And take time to inhale what God has done. He's a big God. He saved you. All this, the blessings, and heaven too. He's positioned you to be a difference maker. He's positioned you and me to be world changers. Teachers, listen, homeschool mothers, homeschool fathers, uh, uh, um, the, whoever teaches in college, professors. <laughs> this, this is no joke. We, st we were down in Florida, and I went to see my old school, Eckerd College, right? We're driving through the campus, and I'm looking. I'm thinking, oh, hey, baseball field. Oh, yeah, there's our dorm. Oh, yeah, that's where we used to eat. I don't remember any of the classrooms. <laughs> Maybe that's why it was short-lived. You know what I mean? It's just there are people. Listen, God positions you, positions you to be an impact player. So what happens is you step into a place that you don't even feel qualified for. You step into a season that you're not even sure you're ready for. And then when you pause, the infusion of God's spirit just gives you the oomph that you need for triumph. And you become a difference maker in the life of a kid that can't see any hope but through your life and your words. We can be difference makers if we purpose Listen what the message says in Psalm 46, 8 through 10. Attention all. See the marvels of God. He plants flowers and trees all over the earth. 
He bans war from pole to pole. He breaks all the weapons across his knee. Step out of the traffic. Take a long, loving look at me, your high God. Above the politics and above everything. When's the last time you just took a long look? We just expedite through life and we, 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 we let it overwhelm us. I just believe this theme is so right for who we are. It's so right for where I am. And I just know God's going to use it. And God can use it in your life if you hear nothing else from this old guy today. Remember this. If you push the pause button, God will show up. If you take an opportunity just to step back. Even if you don't take a full time out, even if you take a 30-second time out, what God can do in 30 seconds, you and I can't do in 30 years. The busyness, the hecticness of God. I love what it says here from St. Augustine. He says, there's no saint without a past, and there's no sinner without a future. <laughs> That's pretty good. So if you get, hey, you get a little bit high on the hog, we think like, oh, my kid would never do that. Wait a few minutes. <laughs> we get a little beefed up and that I would never, let's resurrect one of your old teachers and let's have a little conversation. I want you to know the same God that, that delivered you, that carried you, that positioned you. Everybody in this room has one teacher that believed in them. Everybody can remember that one coach. Everybody can remember that one uh, 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 teacher's assistant that when nobody else believed in them, they did. And listen, in the rearview mirror of life, you look back now and you say as a believer, God, thank you for Mrs. Smith. Father, thank you for Coach Blue. Well, Father, thank you. And so even if you don't get the praise back in what you're doing right now, I promise you God's a, a great God. And these little squirrelies are going to look in the rearview mirror of life and come back and say, wow, they planted. Wow, they watered. And I have come into the kingdom because they made a difference. You know God could even use heathens to bless you. You know, there's some good heathens with character. I look back at some of the, listen, most of my teach. no, I shan't say that. <laughs> but there are some people that were rough around the edges, but they loved me. They loved me. I can't share the nicknames they gave me, <laughs> but they loved me despite. I love what Tim Keller says. Listen to this. The gospel says you're more sinful and flawed than you ever dared believe but more accepted and loved than you ever dared hope. The gospel. Are you willing to be a gospel carrier? Are you willing just to step to the plate and say, God, in all my imperfections, in all my bumps and warts, I am deciding today, I am pushing the pause button to say, would you use me to be a gospel car carrier for the kingdom work? Teachers, I don't care if you're in a public school. I don't care if you're in a private school, parochial school. It doesn't make a difference if you're, in, uh, you're a professor. I remembered that. <laughs> or you are a homeschool mom for one week. Then that's when they all come into our school. 
You're a home, just kidding, just kidding. Or a homeschool mom. Listen, you bow your head. More important than math, English, science, are you bathing your classroom, your, your, your kitchen, your living room, and saying, God, you do something miraculous. I can't spell algebra, but I can spell Jesus, and you make a difference in these kids' lives. It's far more important who you are than what you do. So be the real deal. Be the real deal. The world is starved for people that are going to showcase Jesus. The world is starved for people. Teachers, when you step up and you absolutely blew it with a kid, when's the last time you saw a teacher come in and say, Johnny, I'm sorry, I blew it, I love you, you're a somebody, and we're going to make a difference. It's okay to eat a little crow once in a while when we mess up. We can't be above it. Let that kid see truly what repentance is. Pausing positions us to embrace the power of God. Pausing positions us to get perspective. Listen, it, just because it's a little messed up doesn't mean it's broken. What did Seabiscuit say? You don't throw a whole life away just because it's banged up a little bit? We're going to get a bunch of banged up kids. There's going to be a bunch of banged up kids coming into SEU. There's going to be a bunch of banged up kids coming into CFA Academy. There's a bunch of banged up kids coming. Guess what? They are potential world changers that we have the awesome privilege of mentoring, teaching, and empowering. Yeah. Only God can give you that perspective. Only God can give you that perspective. In the natural, we can't do it. But in the supernatural, all things are possible. With our mighty God. David, a man after God's own heart. He was the greatest king of Israel. He was an ancestor of Jesus Christ. He was a hall of famer from Hebrews chapter 11. And he ran the gamut of emotions. And he ran the gamut on good pauses and no pauses. Let's just take two pieces. Just two pieces of his life. Goliath. Goliath. He's up on a mountainside watching a bunch of stinky sheep. And he gets the call to go down. First he gets the call to go down as the eighth brother being checked out to be anointed. What does he do? Pauses. Takes care of the sheep. Makes sure they're taken care of. Then he goes down. There are blessings on the other side of obedience. He just was a simple, obedient little rug rat. And so let's just start there. Whether we're little, whether we're middle-sized, or we're large, I don't care whatever size we are, whatever place we are, whatever season of life we are, can we just purpose to trust and obey? 
Just simply trust and obey. What does that old song say? For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. He gets called down. His father says, hey, go down to the front lines. Bring some prosciutto and some provolone to your brothers. He makes sure the sheep are taken care of. He goes down. He had a godly perspective. He spent a lot of time alone. He spent a lot of time with pauses. He spent a lot of time praising his God. And when he got down there, all his brothers, they're a little messed up because he was chosen over them, are, you know, behind the enemy lines. And they're saying, I want anything to do with this, this guy. And who's this guy calling? Who is this clown? He pauses. Wait a minute. I'm sure some of the brothers are like, go ahead out there. We'll take care of who's king. But all of a sudden, David just has this, this, this moment where he says, wait a minute, pause. My God took care of the lion and the bear. He can take care of this clown. Send me up. I'm not afraid. And he goes up, and what does he do? He knocks off Goliath. He cuts off his head. He comes back. He says, what's the big deal? The difference is, they were living in their fear. They didn't pause to consider their God, and this little squirt did, and he stepped to the plate and made a difference in God's kingdom. What kind of giants do you need to conquer? What kind of giants need killing in your life? Trust and obey, for there's no other way. Step to the plate and believe God's going to take care of it. God's going to take care of this giant. The giant of depression, dead in Jesus' name. The, 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 the giant of despair, the giant of doubt, the giant of fear. God's going to take care of it. Fast forward to what happens with Bathsheba. Not such a good deal. If you read it in 2 Samuel 11, 1, it says, In the spring at a time when kings go off to war, David remained. He was sitting in the palace when he should have been out to war because he didn't push the pause button to get the perspective. And when he was sitting in the palace, he was sucking down a Starbucks with almond milk <laughs> and a splash of coconut milk. And all of a sudden, emerged a giant that he didn't kill. Listen, this is a man after God's own heart. I love what Carmen said in his song, God Don't Care. Anybody know Carmen in the room? Look it up. He's an Italian paisan. He's the patron saint of the Italian assemblies of God. I got a cross, and on the back, St. Carmen. And his song said this, King David was smitten down to his socks when his eyes caught that Bathsheba fox. He didn't pause. Temptations will come your way. Attacks will come your way. Potential devastation will come your way, but when you pause, you allow God's spirit to speak. Say, hey, listen, I got this. Walk away from this. He would have been safer at war with the hand of God than he was camping out on the top of that thing, checking out this girl. And you know the devastation. He ended up knocking off the gal's husband, Uriah, and it was just a mess. 
No pause. No pause. Teachers, think about this. Think about that person. Think about that kid. Think about that person that seems like they've gone way off the, the deep end. And then let's just for a moment take a look at what it says here in Psalm 51, verses 10 through 12. David got himself together. He paused. And he approached recovery with the king. God, make a fresh start in me. Shape a Genesis week from the chaos of my life. Don't throw me out with the trash or fail to breathe holiness in me. Bring me back from the gray exile. Put a fresh wind in my sails. Give me a job teaching rebels your ways so the lost can find their way home. An attitude after a pause and a launch into kingdom work. A launch into kingdom work. Listen, there, there, was, there was more than 70 psalms attributed to David. 14 connected with the events of his life. Remember, there's no throwaways. Teachers, you may say, man, I don't know why I'm even doing what I'm doing. God does. When you pause to say, God, I don't even know if I want this job, but I got it. So do something in my life. Give me a new zeal to, for kingdom work. Help me to see something in somebody that I can pour into. God, help me to make a difference this year. God will rekindle your zeal, will, will, will help pull you up by your bootstraps, and you can be a difference maker. You can and will be a world changer if you surrender to the king and trust him for it. The place that God calls you to, teachers, is where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. Thank you so much for joining us. Here at CFA Church, it is our deepest hope that you have found the place that you can call home. For more information about this community or to find out how you can connect, simply head over to cfachurch.com where you can plan a visit right from the website. It is our prayer that you will continue to love Jesus and change the world. God bless you.